Ser Terroir. I'm Simon Jacob, your host for this episode from Jerusalem. Before we get started, I ask that wherever you are, please take a moment and pray for the safety of our soldiers and the safe return of all of our hostages. The following episode of the Kosher Terroir is an exceptional conversation and wine tasting with the extremely creative team at a Gore winery in the Judean Hills wine region of Israel. Elad Katz, the CEO, and Ayal Drory, the winemaker, along with the winery founder and winemaker emeritus Shuki Yishuv, have formed an incredible partnership, embracing the spirit of Agur's past while focusing on its truly creative potential. Elad and Ayal shared with us some of their older offerings, as well as some of their new creations. There was so much to taste and absorb that I've broken this episode into two parts. This being the first, where we were treated in their visitor center to a review of the history of the Agor Winery and a tasting of their current production run. Next week, we will visit the actual winery and taste all the newest ideas and offerings being developed for the future. If you are commuting in your car, please focus on the road and enjoy. If you are home, please choose a delicious kosher wine. Sit back and listen in on this personal wine conversation among friends. We're sitting at uh, Agul Winery, yeah. which is uh, celebrating its uh, 26th vintage, I think, this year. It's an important vintage. That's Shem Hashem. You know that? That's Yudke Vodke. That's... that's a very important vintage. It is. But it is for us. us. <laughs> I know, I'm telling it you. Is it is because, because of what you said and because it's the first uh, harvest of our new vineyard that we've planted just a minute before we joined here as partners, Eyal Drori and myself, Elad Katz. Um, so the winery is 26. It was founded by Shuki Ashuv. You met him. Yeah. Um, and uh, from day one, actually, it started... Is a joint venture between two young uh, young winemakers, Shuki Yashuv and Zev Dunya. Um, and after one year that they produced one wine called Elul in 1999, they decided to split. Zev Dunya went up to Bar Giora and established his winery called Seahorse, Susonyam. And Shuki wow. stayed here with the name, Agur. I didn't know you guys were that close. That's amazing. Yeah. We're only starting with okay. the karma stories. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Right. So 20-something years after, um, I, was the, I was the CEO of Castel. I worked there for about uh, eight and a half years. Uh, and I quit. Um, and after a couple of months of thinking, this was uh, the early days of Corona, of COVID, I, uh, I made a decision that I want to stay in our industry and do my own thing. My first phone call was to Eyal, which I didn't really knew. I heard two things about him. First, that he is a mensch, and the second thing, that he's a highly talented professional winemaker. And we met, it took us some couple of months, maybe almost a year, until I convinced him to join me in this venture. Um, Eyal, uh, he presented himself, but he was back then the winemaker in Seahorse. Okay. Oh. 
And um, okay. you look how it goes, no? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> the first thing we've done together was planting a vineyard in Givati Shayao for the future winery that we will uh, establish. Uh, and this, vin this vintage is the first one, as I said, this harvest. And um, the second thing was thinking about how will our winery look like. And we uh, had a dilemma whether to um, establish a new one or joining uh, something that was already here. Uh, and for all kinds of reason, reasons, Agur, was, uh, Agur was, was in our minds. Now, I live three kilometers from here, so uh, Shuki was a good friend of mine. I would stop after work from Castel, drinking a rosé with him and, you know, um, giving some uh, tips. And uh, I asked Shuki, I, I told him, Shuki, you have a place, but the energy is not what it was. I have the energy and I don't have the place. And he was uh, willing to to give space. And um, then I asked him whether he will accept another partner which will replace him as a winemaker. And um, he said, you know, I can try, but you have to tell me who is this guy that will replace me. He said, he's a young uh, professional. His name is Eyal Drori. Maybe you've heard the name. Shoki started laughing. And uh, apparently, I didn't know that when I did the Shidduch, but he was, uh, Eyal was uh, Shuki's uh, student. How would you call it? Project. Yeah. Project. 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 Yeah. His, his, first, his first harvest vintage in life was when he was 18 and he lived here actually. So Shuki kind of taught him the work. And just after the army, Eyal went on to study in Italy. So it was a kind of um, weird and cosmic uh, meeting. Wow. No. So uh, that was uh, in 2020. October, I joined, and Eyal joined a year after me. And since then, uh, the winery um, is growing. Maybe we'll talk about it a bit later. You want to present yourself? Then? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, this is the winemaker. Yeah, your your I'm, side. I'm the, yeah, my side of the story. Yeah. Now, as so as let's say, um, uh, well, I'm Eyal Drori. Um, I'm the head winemaker here in in Agur, and. It's funny because yeah, I, my journey started here in, in 2005. I was uh, 18 years old before uh, I had some time before the army and I wanted, I always had this dream to work in a winery. And uh, so I looked and uh, a friend of my father is a brother of Shuki. So he did uh, the match and uh, I called him and he said, uh, come over. And from there, it, for me, it was, the history, like I fell in love in, in in this place. I fell in love in this in 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 in, this, in the work in the wine making. And then after the army, I I used to, I used to come here every every harvest to help a little bit. Shuki. Uh, it was it it wasn't that serious there. And then after the army, I decided that that's what I want to do with my life. And uh, and I went to Italy. I did a bachelor and master degree there, so I lived there for six years in Piemont in north of Italy. Uh, I worked a little bit in some wineries there. I did, it was important to me also to work in, 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 in the same climate of Israel, but 
uh, abroad, like not in Israel itself. And I went to Crete, the island of Crete in Greece, to do an harvest there. And uh, well, finally, after six years, I decided that I'm ready to go go back to Israel. And then I worked in Rekanati Winery mm-hmm. as a young winemaker for two years. Uh, I did a couple of uh, harvested with Italat as a consultant uh, in the Golan Heights, in two wineries there. And then I worked as a winemaker in a Seahorse winery for three years. Mm-hmm. And in the last year of Seahorse winery, uh, then when I met Elad, and we uh, we decided uh, eventually. Uh, um, we decided to do that, and 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 as, as I, let's say, the first thing that we did is to plant our uh, co. I call it the core vineyard, because it's really what for idols. Oh, uh, so it's it's in Givat Okay. which um, in our opinion it's one of the most interesting and, and the best uh, terroir that uh, microclimate uh, uh, that we have in Judean Hills. This, it seems to be that a number of wineries are. <laughs> Buying plots up in that area. Absolutely, it's so it's it's, it's, a, it's becoming a coup. Yeah, it's it's um, it's really like that. And so, for your question, we we planted. Uh, so first, we did some uh, um, wine tasting. Um, we invited some friends and some wine professionalists, and and we start to ask questions like, what we want to do, what are the right varieties for this region and for this specific uh, plot. So we did a lot of tasting, uh, Israeli wines against, uh, uh, wines from all over the world, <clears throat> blends, uh, varieties, and, uh, and eventually we decided, uh, to go with Syrah. So uh, we had, uh, eight dunans, so uh, 0.8 hectares uh, of Syrah. We have Rosan, we have Chenin Blan, uh, we planted, uh, um, Goblet, uh, bush vines of yeah. Carignan and Grenache. Mm-hmm. And we had, this year we uh, add for this plot another five dunams of uh, Assyrtico. Uh, Assyrtico so, is yeah. one of those varieties that I really waited for uh, more than 10 years. I waited to to bring it to Israel. Um, I don't know anything about it, so tell me a little bit about it. It's well, a it's, white variety. It's a white variety that originally is, com- is coming from the island of Santorini, which mm-hmm. is a very extreme climate. It's hot, even Hotter than here in Israel, uh, windy. The winds are really oh, windy. Oh, wait, is Santorini where they have the round, the circle ones? Yeah. It's like a, yeah. It's like yeah. a nest. It's they like grow an, the vine like the in a nest. Goblet. No, it's, it's not a about, circle. It's, it's a it's, nest. It's, it's actually it's very specific for Santorini. Like what we say, Geffen Sucha, you know, right. Geffen on the ground. Right. But it's nestled like, uh, like, yeah, like, like, a, a, like a bird's nest. Wow. It looks like a bird. It's just to protect it from the winds. Protect the grapes. So, so it's, it's it's a it's an upcoming star the Celtico in the Santorini region uh, in the last ten years, but it is not the reason why I wanted to plant a, a Celtico because it's coming from it's coming from uh, an island with uh, basalt with basaltic soil, so it's 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 not necessarily the same conditions. But the thing that um, convinced me to do that is that I. Tasted an acertico, one of the best acertico that I ever tasted, that coming from Peloponnese, which is in the mainland in Greece, which is really similar to Judean Hills. Limestone, uh, Terra Rosa, 
So this is for me was the... What sort of characteristics do they have? Uh, well, it's... So in Santorini, it's different. It's more mineral right. and lemon, lemony zets and this kind of um, uh, um, aromas. But when I tested the one that comes from the mainland, it's something that is... Uh, it can... It's always mineral. It's always with the lemon or citrusy uh, aromas, but also have a very round and balanced body with a good acidity, high acidity, uh, which gives him the longevity to to be aged as, as well. And um, I think that is... Uh, well, I look at it as a blender for me right mm-hmm. now. I want to add to our wines the minerality, the sharpness, and, and, the, and the limestone uh, notes that uh, we, we have here. So. Just, I'm looking just, forward. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that uh, in the vineyards, the, the work we've done, we've planted more plots since then in yeah. the Elave, up on the Ella Valley, on the hills that surrounds it. And we did a long, long research of tastings, very open-minded about the question. And the question was, what is suitable to hear? Not just what is fashionable now, because, you know, fashions and trends change. change. Yeah. What and and we are uh, already uh, feeling comfortable enough, confident enough in as as people and as a region to really do what's best for the plant, what's best for the wine. So we really ask the question very openly, very open-minded, and in that sense, we're just following uh, Shuki, uh, which was a pioneer in more or less everything he done. He was always a crazy redhead, uh, so. In 2013, he bought uh, the grapes from a plot of Ozeleta, which is also a, a very unique variety coming from the northern parts of Italy. And then in 2010, before that, he started producing a wine he called Layam to the sea because he, uh, he was a bit um, maybe bored from the Bordeaux uh, blends that were very, very popular back then. And he thought we should look to the, the Mediterranean. This is where we are from. Yeah. And I uh, started playing with Syrah and Morved. And we just uh, took some imp- inspiration from that because um, Eyal blends, we'll talk about the wines in a minute, are super complex. So we usually try to simplify to the customer and say, and say a Syrah-based blend. But behind that, in the kitchen, he's been blending like seven varieties more or less in every blend because we're trying to say something about the region not about the variety varieties are instruments for us varietals um it's an interesting it's a good philosophy well uh, a lot of inspirations from uh, a lot of different places in 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 the mediterranean countries let's say like that um and what i uh had um most like what I'm feeling the most correct for our situation uh, is um, that, as Elad said, the variety, uh, the varieties are tools for us to extract uh, out from this land the the characteristics of this region and our wines. And this philosophy I met uh, in Portugal mm-hmm. first in Portugal uh, and also in uh, well the the oldest region in the world, Chateauneuf de Pap, is exactly like that. So Chateauneuf, we have 13, now 15 uh, different varieties. It's true that it's 
normally it's based on one variety, which is ganache, mm -hmm. but it's always uh, a blend. And uh, so also in Portugal and also in Spain, I we start to see some things and, 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 and in France in general. This philosophy works and it suits suit for us. I just want to add that our uh, uh, vision or motivation is that our wines will be recognized as Judean Hills blends and not a Bordeaux blend, a Ron blend, a even other Mediterranean blends. So really this is another reason why blending um, open-minded. Because we, we are in the process, like the Israeli cuisine is going through, we are in the process of creating a unique identity for Israeli wines. Shivy Drury also, um, specifically, you know, people always call Rome blends uh, Mediterranean blends. And he basically fights that. He said, they're still European blends. Mm. They're not, um, they're not, what you call it, they're not Mediterranean there's a lot more to Mediterranean than, uh, than what's happening in the Rhone. Yeah. So I agree with you a hundred percent. It's, I love that this is the direction that Israel is going yeah. in order to really make wines that are exceptional specifically for this area. Okay. Al is a winemaker that gets bored very easily. He also produces <laughs> vermouths. He likes his beer. He likes his whiskey. He likes yeah. a lot of. He, he ferments he remove, more or less whatever. Just be careful. He might. He might. He might ferment you. Um, <laughs> yes. So he does uh, mitzpetel and uh, uh, grapefruit, uh, petnat, all kinds of weird stuff. So in his wines, he has. He have. He has to uh, like to maintain this interest. You know something that we call attention. Hi. Newly bottled, huh? Right, it's brand new. It's brand so new. This is what? Tell me before we. So this I'm is sorry. our uh, young wine. We we do two kinds of wine, of white wines. We have the young cereal that is uh, is it's based on Sauvignon Blanc. Mm -hmm. Now uh, it's called the Gour Blanc. First of all. Gour Blanc. Yeah. Two thousand twenty-three. It's a new vintage. It's okay. Just been wow. bottled. Brand years. new. Yeah. Great. A Sauvignon Blanc based blend. That's the short line, right? Yeah, this is short line. <laughs> no, but um, like, if we can beg a little bit for the philosophy, um, when we choose to do um, white here in Jordan Hills, I wanted to understand fully the what ha which variety has the biggest potential for for what kind of wines. Like this is the young wine, and his uh, process, the vinification um, uh, process, is um, is not a classic of white wi young white wine. It's not just stand still. It's half of the wine always fermenting old barrels, old barrique, and I keep it on the lees for four months and and and, and do some betonage, especially for the Sauvignon Blanc. I'm trying to get from the Sauvignon Blanc not the fruity characteristics, that are the, the tropical fruits. Not the new world style. I try to extract out the minerality, the herbal notes. This kinds of Sauvignon Blanc that I truly believe that has the, uh, the big potential in Jordan Hills. Uh, so this is the case for, this is why I choose Sauvignon Blanc for this wine. And as we said, it's a blend. And what about the others? Yeah, so it's 60% Sauvignon Blanc. And then mm -hmm. the others we have, uh, or, we have um, Chardonnay, Roussan, Viognier, and a little bit of Grenache Blanc, and Chenin Blanc. Okay. 
think that the young, we call it the Young Wines series. Uh, there's a trick. Um, we, it's about the, the, how do you say, like the Chanem Shutaf, the common denominator. Yeah. yeah. Is that we, uh, try to look for fruit, flowers, and some minerals. You know, that's the, the three things in the series. And it, it's about being accessible. We try to price it quite reasonably. Um, but then the trick is that because of Eyal's uh, ambition, it's, it's not a simple wine. So <laughs> you can enjoy this like fun in the sun, no problem. People are drinking it here on the grass and enjoying it. But then if you are a wine connoisseur, you might dive deep and find all kinds of things that are not usually in a young wine. Um, yeah. And in the rosé, it's even more dominant. This is, this is almost got like a Fumé Blanc um, kind of a smokiness in the top of it. This is one of the inspirations coming from, not necessarily from the region of, yeah. or, or from the style, but just to understand the, the right techniques in order to have these characteristics from Sauvignon Blanc. Well, wow. I, I especially... Um, I love the, mm, it's, it's also beautifully balanced right across the whole palette. It's just um, lovely. It's great. No, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's like really cool. I want you to stay with it for, um, mm -hmm. um, for a while. We have two kind of glasses. Now this is uh, uh, for the Layam Syria, this one. I just want to say something about Layam. So in 2010, Shuki, he back then had uh, two partners, cousins from America. They thought they can uh, manage him from there. <laughs> they were wrong. But uh, in 2010, um, they found out that Shuki uh, decided alone to produce a new wine in the winery called Layam. It was a red blend, uh, kind of a field blend of Syrah and Morved 50-50. And they said, we're producing a Syrah blend. Who buys Syrah? It's not... How uh, long ago was this? It was 2010. 2010. And yeah. this was the thing that made them to, uh, break apart this, the partnership. So he was uh, forced to pay for the grapes and barrels of Layam. And they split. And when we came to the winery and tasted with Shuki what he was doing in 2019, two, no, 2020... We thought Layam was the best um, thing he ever done here. He was like, again, pioneering before his time. In those days, if you're focused on the United States as a market, nobody was buying Syrah. It was like, if, if you put the name Syrah on it, nobody would buy it. Hmm. Um, and, and I know people were strongly recommending Israeli wineries to stop with the Syrah because they couldn't sell it. Yeah. And, um, and they needed cabs and, uh, and that's what they needed. Yeah. And it's, it's so, um, it's amazing that, uh, that you've broken through and now all of a sudden people are very interested in Syrahs. Uh, and it's, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. I, I wish there was a way to change the names on some of the bottles to just say, like we tasted a Merlot yesterday, yeah. that if they called it a cab, 
people would buy <laughs> yeah. it. it was the, yeah. People would buy it. It was just because of the name. So, so notice that we don't have the variety names in the front label. Just the wines have names. This is Layam Blanc, Layam, mm -hmm. um, which Eyal uh, only started producing a year, two years ago. So this is the second vintage. This is Layam Blanc, Layam Blanc, 2022. 21 was the first. It was actually the the only wine we've added to Agul's portfolio when we joined. So Eyal, Eyal, uh, we, we, t we look at the portfolio and Eyal said, I want, Layam is such a great uh, idea, I want to elaborate it into white. Yeah. And then in this case, um, the variety uh, yeah. that I choose for, um, for to be the most dominant is the Rosan, which is one of my favorites. Rosan is a variety. It's true that it's coming from the Rhone Valley, but I, when we tested a lot, we tested also from Israel, but I also tested from Australia and the States. A lot of Rosans. And it's a versatile variety. It has this um, characteristic that can be very like stone fruit is always uh, towards the uh, apple, something mm -hmm. more fresh, like green apple, mm -hmm. Grand Smith. And miner the minerality is always there. Uh, and from the other hand, it's, it's a rich, it gives you a rich wine. So we need to be careful if you don't, in, in, a, in, in a warm country like us, we need to be careful to not have, uh, um, the style that I'm not want from the Rosan. For example, the uh, Chateauneuf white, which is mainly Rosan. It's very heavy. It's not kind of white wines that I want to do. I want to have this lightness. freshness mm -hmm. and lightness, but, but complexity. So it's Rosan based. Then we have um, uh, Chardonnay, Viognier, and, uh, and a little bit of Chenin Blanc, and Sauvignon Blanc as well. So each variety has is part in this blend. The Sauvignon Blanc, for example, gives us some uh, for fruits, uh, but many freshness, good acidity, uh, and something harsh even. How much but Chardonnay good. is in this? Uh, this is 22. It's about 10%. Yeah. The Chardonnay here is um, giving the Rosan some um, help with the structure. Gives us a lot of also the minority notes, but also the uh, the betonage method that mm -hmm. I'm doing it. It's 10 months in barrels. Uh, the Chardonnay gives this uh, richness and uh, easty uh, characteristic yeah. that we that so I like it. In this, uh, I, it's not quite buttery, no. but it's but it's. But it's um, it's lovely. It's got a it's got a real wraps around your mouth. Um, it's it's also wonderful. It's great. I love it. So it's like a mirror uh, mirror of the Agour Blanc, Layam Blanc, variety wise. Mm -hmm. uh, but then winemaking was a totally different style, and we thought that uh, Agour should 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 try and produce a high end white. Which will again show uh, the, the greatness of our terroir, and uh, it's only the second vintage, so we're humble yeah. about it. And it's only a start, and and Layam is uh, for us is the series. The two wines are the most important wines of the winery. They're not the flagship. There's a wine upper class than them, than them, but they kind of define the the style and direction. They're the com the compass. The compass. And uh, they're about complexity and silkiness. Maybe this is what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, silkiness. It's yeah. 
it's also it it fills your mouth. It's not like so. Um, it's not so um, light and springy that you know you sit outside and you drink it and it's just you just drink it almost mm-hmm. like water. This has got some. Yeah. body to it it should it's, it should <clears throat> give you this thing that we we're talking about uh, a serious wine it is, no, it is. And, and, but in for the other hand it doesn't need to be heavy like yeah, no, it's it, not is rich yeah, it's not, complex, not buttery but not, not yeah balanced this is an oak for how long 10 months 10 months okay um, naturally part of it is new oak yeah. uh, I also the oak the 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 Um, the blends of different barrels is so critical for these kinds of wines. <clears throat> I'm, using, I'm using a French oak, but I'm using also uh, a acacia. Acacia. Acacia, yeah. That was another thing that when Elad told me, I mean, he told me this at the festival when I met him, that yeah. right at the top and the bottom you do acacia. And I was, just, I was like, no, no one else is doing it like this. It's a hybrid barrel, yeah. yeah. It's a the hybrid top barrel. and the bottom are from acacia, and the staves are uh, oak. And then you get this crazy minty eucalyptus yeah, it's, notes. It's, it, I was going to say, the, the, it's almost eucalyptus. The acacia is so going well with Rosan. It's just amazing. This, this, this combination gives the Rosan, it's Life. uplifting. It. Yeah. yeah. I, this is, I think, the best Rosan I've ever tasted. No. Just so that you know. By the way... It's a, it's a nice uh, phrase, so I'll... Shuk, Shuki is a veteran of the Yom Kippur War, mm-hmm. okay? And uh, on the bottle of the first Layam, he decided to write um, something from Jub, from Yov. Mm-hmm. A very interesting uh, pasuk, talking about how God uh, comes out of the sea very dramatically, and then he's wrapped in fog. Chatul uh, ba'arafel. So it's a sentence about the sea, about Ayam, Layam. And, uh, but it's something about his PTSD that he's wrapped in fog. That's part of his feelings some mornings. And we've decided to take this idea of instead of writing uh, on the back labels, you know, fermented, da, 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 all that technical stuff, we wrote just varieties and uh, some a phrase as inspiration. But on the Layam Blanc, we chose something about About this wine, actually. Bekocho laga hayam uvetvunato machatz rahav. Which for us means that... How do we put Restraint. Restraint, yeah. Restraint is power. And not, uh, you know... Um, and if you are really strong, you are restrained. You know, trying off. There's a lot of people you. who should know that verse, especially <laughs> yeah. these days. Yeah. Especially these days. Especially. Ruch Hashem. What we really, really want to do, and I say we, not just mm-hmm. me as a wine, as a, a good wine, a good winemaker, uh, in general, a group of new winemakers or young winemakers or ambitious ones, we start to understand the, the potential that we have here in Jordan Hills, and we want to um, give that expression out with the wines uh, in the highest level that we, that we truly believe that we can. In, in terms of net, uh, international wines. So we said, with the Sauvignon Blanc, I'm really, really, um, I really believe in this. Uh, 
there in some very specific plots in microclimate, you can have here uh, um, perfect conditions for this variety, even though that we are not in the Loire Valley. Um, let's say when we we'll see it in the winery, I'm using, uh, a, I'm doing a lot of uh, different uh, fermentation, different yeast, different techniques. Uh, in order to get that, um, it's uh, it's hard work, but eventually we're, we're learning. And, and, and my the idea is to um, study right uh, techniques to to this to, to each wine, and eventually in like I don't know in five years or ten years because it takes time. It's wine business, even generations. No, we will be on the right track, and then everything is more clear. And I believe that I would say, damn, why didn't that didn't that before? Like, it's just, this is the process. The, it's, it is a process, and it's just it requires an exceptional amount of documentation. It's just every single. <laughs> He's one laughing, of, but you know why? You know, I, yeah. you know, I, I uh, know but you can't. The, this is not making wine suit of the pants. You can tell this when you taste it. It's. Um, it's got a fullness uh, about each of the wines that they're they're not just um, they're not just light wines that you've put together. This is this is really something that you've it's like a puzzle that you've put the pieces together in a way that it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. Okay, this is the rosé. You can call him a winemaker or a pixel manager. I say there's a lot of pixels here, a lot of pixels. Yeah. This is the rosé, yeah, uh, the new vintage '23. So the rosé is also uh, had his own unique uh, methods, um, and to be fair, Shuki started it in 2006. He was. I, I mean, Again, before anyone was producing, yeah, any one of the boutique first, winery was producing rosé. One of the first, yeah, in Israel to produce a high quality rosé. Because everyone, we had some rosé and, and you no know, uh, bulk wine style rosé yeah. for the big wineries. But a, a high quality, it was in 2006, it was crazy to think about it. Nowadays, it seems so um, obvious. Obvious, no? Uh, but um, so he did it uh, in his own way. Uh, he did it. Uh, uh, the inspiration comes from Bandol area, but he did the rosé in, uh, in in bears, in old bears, okay. the fermentation, and stayed uh, uh, on the lees for a couple of months until he had this reductive um, uh, characteristics notes uh, that comes from the lees, and it it was it was a, a, a crazy rosé uh, for us. Rustic. Too rustic. And I really wanted to delicate things there and to, um, to elevate it to something serious as well, but uh, more elegant and more um, uh, gastronomic. And um, I also, I, I grew on Rosé in my house and especially uh, my, my father is from, was born in France. So, uh, he introduced me the rosé of the provincial rosé or the rosé in general uh, as a good wine, not just as a bad wine that we back there and we used to have here in Israel. So I had this purpose on my mind, um, 
And eventually, we, I decided to keep this technique of uh, uh, fermenting barrels and staying the lees. So it's 80% of the wine of the four varieties, it's a blend. It's, uh, fermented by its, like, each variety by itself in barrels, in old barrels. And then, then stayed on the lees for four months until, it depends on the variety, but until I have this uh, reductive notes, and then I do the rack. The rack, I'm racking it, and do the blend, and then the, uh, we have eventually the 80% of the uh, lees section, and then we have the 20% of the stand still, just to give it a little bit more sharpness. And it's more red. It's more red. Grenache, yeah. Cabernet Franc. And Marcelin. And Marcelin. Cool. Barrels are 225 liters and up to 500, 500 liters. And we, yeah, it's a, it's a homage to Shuki in some way, but then Eyal style. And it's also a saying because usually you, you like, I think the world of rose has gone flat. Everyone yeah. is producing more or less the same uh, fruity, fruity uh, juice with yeah. acid and um, no substance. So, you already see Eyal's like, Eyal likes his wines, um, like, uh, present. <laughs> but then it's a rosé. You have to be able to drink it. It's not, uh, so, so he kept the style of Shuki, but g- gave it a polish. Yeah. Call it, like, polish it, yeah. An uplift. Yeah. Was there an impact from the war? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know. First of all, I was recruited on the 7th. Um, for about 50 days, I was in Gaza. Um, our Mashgiach, Hanan, which is originally from Long Island, I think, right? Yeah. Golani, he's still up in, up in the north. So we had to recruit more workers. New the, workers. This was the, workers. He's also, isn't he like also a assistant winemaker or something? He's an he assistant. Eyal recruited him from another winery that he was working as a consultant. He's a, a very talented, a guy, very knowledgeable. Yeah. And he's still up north in Miluin. Uh, Liel, our uh, office manager, was recruited. So half of the staff wasn't here. Eyal was here for uh, almost two months alone with the worker. <laughs> alone. Like, I, I always joke about him. I left my espresso cup on the bar on the, on the 6th. And when I came back somewhere, end of November, it was still there. He's a winemaker. He's into winemaking, you know? <laughs> And the grass was like this high, and uh, we didn't was, sell anything uh, in Israel. So uh, October and November were quite hard, and then we came back, and we're uh, we worked hard. I think we're okay yeah. now. So, but um, you know, we, we, uh, from our uh, from our uh, balcony, you can really it's safe safe area, but we hear everything. Yeah, it's like a balcony to to the sea, yeah. to the Mediterranean. So. We really, we're not with, with a finger on the pulse, as we say. Um, we hear everything. But we were, um, actually we finished all of our plots harvesting before. Yeah. We were supposed uh, to receive another one from the north because the yield was very low on 2023. Um, and that plot never, never, uh, never harvested, was never harvested. Yeah. So we've pla- our, by the way, our Korem, uh, our vine grower is a high rank official in the military, like reserve. So he's still there. I just met him uh, a couple of days ago in the vineyard. Um, so we are helping him now to grow the vineyard, to prune and all kinds of stuff. Um, 
I'm pretty okay. The, luckily, the war was just, you know, the minute the, the harvest was done and uh, when the vines go into dormant. So, yeah. Uh, we're waking up now, like the vines. Everybody said that, I, I'm, and I agree, it's the, probably is the, it's the best all there that we, uh, no, this is like, that we did. It's not 22 even. It's just um, and it wasn't a, a easy year. Uh, mm. We had a lot of heat waves. Actually, it was, for me, it was like a one big long heat wave that started in, in, in late of July. And uh, so it was a, a complicated year, but uh, eventually we have uh, a very surprisingly very good quality, very high quality. Um, this is this is where you see the quality of also for your grow of your grow, growers or the plots. And um, in this case, you can see you can you can feel it. In the twenty three vintage is amazing. This is like uh, really fantastic. It's. It's it's a real rosé. No, it's not excessive. It's um, clean, and uh, the tastes are exactly what you want them to be. And it's just beautiful, really, Thank really you. beautiful rosé. Amazing! Wow. <laughs> I love that you're expressing this from here, and this is what you're getting. And I and I just, it's just amazing. It's just great. It's really great. And I'm most happy that you make this kosher. <laughs> it's just amazing. Please, thank yeah. you very much for all of the efforts. <laughs> when Eyal was here uh, as an 18-year-old uh, uh, student, the winery wasn't kosher. That was 20, 2005. It became kosher 2006. Yes. So it was the last year uh, before. Yeah, but, but he came. He came back home. Um, I live here, so it's my home as well. And and this is an expression for us, for me, I don't know about Eyal, of uh, wet limestone after the rain mm -hmm. up in the hills here. That's exactly the smell I feel. Um, it's wet limestone, and it's a rosé. So you would express, you would expect maybe you know strawberries or kind of that stuff. And we like it like this mineral, a bit fatness. Yeah. Um, substance. It's it's not strawberries and it's not no. um, cotton candy type of stuff and it's just. No. And when we, we talked about the, the portfolio when we joined, so I said to Eyal, my 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 job is to you know to keep up the sales, and I said, look, this rosé, it's not for uh, everyone, you know, it's not an everyone rosé, but but. But actually, we liked it, so we yeah. said, okay, we're not a big producer, we don't have to be uh, love. By any, but every, by everyone. Yeah, we just have to produce our own thing, and if it's good, people will come. And and it's kind of an educative uh, approach, not with arrogance, of course. But and we find people surprised that a rosé that looks very, you know, it's it's kind of a pale. It has a nice color. It's it, it looks like an easy drinking rosé. That's the trick I was talking about earlier. And then you get something which is, it's. it's it's a serious rosé. We start with the reds. Yeah. Um, so we start with the young red wine, uh, Kesem. Mm -hmm. So Kesem, I think Kesem is the wine that we uh, we change uh, 
It's the biggest change that we did for um, uh, for a wine in when, when we joined. Uh, it always was uh, a wine of the portfolio of Shuki, but the model was like a Bordeaux. Bordeaux uh, mentioned like okay. you had a young Bordeaux, which like uh, was uh, one and a half years in barrels, and it's more soft and it's more fruity. And then you have the special reserve with like the, the Grand Vin, etc. Uh, so I want to change it. Uh, the problem with uh, um, hot climates when you work with Bordeaux varieties that you, if you want to low a little bit the percentage of the alcohol and to pick earlier, you had you get this green notes. Green taste. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't make sense. And I wanted to uh, put um, inside more um, those varieties that doesn't have this green characteristics that are suitable uh, perfectly for our climate and this region. And the first one that we had is Carignan, uh, but we had also Marcelan and Petit Syrah to the blend. So it's a it's it's um it's a cross between Bordeaux varieties and Mediterranean varieties. Say like that. Uh, it's a unique blend, actually. We yeah. haven't seen anything like that before. It's it's Merlot and Cabernet Sauvignon. Like Kessem was uh, originally for Cabernet Sauvignon Merlot. CSM. Oh, that's the acronym. Yeah, yeah. it's the acronym of Kessem. Mm-hmm. That's why Chucky okay. called it like that. But so we, I want to. Well, we keep the name and we kept uh, we kept also um, the, the the these two varieties. So it's a blend blend based on Merlot and Cabernet, and then Carignan. And uh, Syrah, Petit Syrah, Marcelan, and also a little bit of uh, Cabernet Franc. Uh, um, and Granacha Tintorera. Yeah, and the last one is Granacha Tintorera. Granacha Tintorera, it's Alicante Boucher in, uh, in France. Um, it's a variety that I felt in love. Uh, joker. It's a joker, yeah. yeah no, it is. It, <laughs> I fell in love crazy, in, in this crazy, variety. It's unbelievable color. Yeah. yeah. Because right. it's the color is even in the meat of the grapes. Yeah. Yes, but it's so. also when it's um, when you when you taste some wines that's coming from the old vineyards, it's a very unique variety. It has something very that reminds me a uh, sumac, one of the uh, spices, local mm-hmm. spices of here, but also like cherry, black cherries. Uh, it's a unique variety, and it's a perfect blender for the Kessem. It gives us this juiciness. Uh, for a young wine. So all in all, uh, it's um, six months in barrels. That's it. Okay. And barrels and clay and for us. And clay pots, yeah. And clay pots. So, um, and also, it's carbonic maceration. Uh, well, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's seven varieties blend. Each variety has its own unique method to, um, to eventually, you said puzzle, to create this puzzle uh, in the right way that I want. And the final picture, it should be a juicy summer red wine. Juicy and uh, fresh. And um, one of uh, the techniques that I have, the tools that I have as a winemaker, one of them is to do carbonic maceration, um, which the, it's, it's not fit for, every, for each variety. It's specifically, I love to do it with Marcelan and Petit Sierra. So you get the red fruits. You don't have the tiny structure that can be very, very harsh from Petit Sierra and Marcelan. But 
you also have a round uh, and structure and a very soft tannins in the end. And eventually that's what brings this wine um, the freshness, also from the stems. Try to explain to people the difference between a wine, which we'll talk when we get to the last one, which I love the name of your last one that we'll have. We're trying to explain like not everything is for aging. And a lot of things are just yeah. need now, mm-hmm. especially in Israel, because in Hebrew, we don't say wine ages. Israelis always say, Yan mishtabech, which is yeah, wine improves. Yeah. Obviously, it's not always true. So when I've seen people at festivals and you've been there, or if I poured this for people at my house, I was like, okay, you don't need to hear the theory. Just try this. You know what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. This is good now. You don't need to age. You don't have to wait with this. Carpe diem. Seize yeah. the moment. Yes. Yes. Now. This wine for me is the, is the full picture of Judean Hills, Judea, Judea, the region, the full picture, because you can get the Bordeaux varieties from the best, from our best plots, by the way. It's also the, the same, the same fruit going also for the special reserve. But still, a part of it, I'm bringing it here to the Kessem because it's, it's, we are a boutique winery. We can afford us to, to do the, um, um, the entry level wine as a cheap wine. It's, it's, it's a mistake. It mm-hmm. needs to be as serious as your best wine. And this is what we're doing here. So the Bordeaux variety is coming from our best plots in Mata village. It's 700 meters above sea level, the high altitude. And then the Mediterranean variety is coming from the, uh, from the Rafat. The valleys. Uh, the valleys. Yeah. And uh, from Givati Shayao as well. So this combination for me represents what I called uh, the three, um, Sub areas of uh, Judea region. You have the Judean hills, the mountains. You have the valleys, the foothills, mm-hmm. and you have the uh, what I call the the Givati Shayao many, but I what I call the the valleys. The like in Arab valleys, like uh, it's it's a stream, old streams. <laughs> that is very unique, specific uh, microclimate there. So Givati Shayao has its own creeks. <coughs> it's just like. 500 meters from Ela Valley, but it's a different terroir. Ela Valley is wider, hotter, uh, soils are more um, and chalky. In the, yeah, more limestone like and whiter. chalk. Yeah, whiter. Limestone and chalk, and Givati Shayao, uh, rivers, creeks are, uh, are very different. Uh, it's a, is it a, a rosa soil? What's uh, the soil? The Terrosa mainly is coming from the, in the, it's in the mountains. mountains. Uh, because of the evolution there, the but Givati Shayao, it's, it's, because it's a creek, it's a stream, it was, it was a stream, so you have more, um, uh, deep, more clay, more okay. clay side. But you have also, it's like a, also, okay. uh, uh, it's kind of a gravel, like you have all the, the small rocks that's coming from, uh, and, uh, and, and, and so you have all in all, you have a, um, a good structure for the soil, but then it's, it's quite area, uh, because you have the rocks inside and it's, really completely different soil from the one that we have in the mountains. So when we've planted the vineyard, uh, you can't see it on radio, but uh, we, we dug that deep down to see how... So it's terra rosa up on the surface, but when when you go like a meter down, you see this. It's like um, it's pebbles, yeah. pebbles, pebbles, pebbles. Yeah, yeah. pebbles. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, it's more like the river. Yeah, it's like river. What you call it? Yeah, it's chalukei So this is about like sixty centimeters deep. So it means that there's awesome drainage of the soil. 
you, you see Terra Rosa as something that can be a bit muddy, but down there, there's a, there's a river. So the water just, you know, drains down. Um, so like ideally what you want when you plant yeah. plants in a pot, yeah. the bottom of it, you want to be exactly like that. It's like a, wow. a, okay. a sieve. Yeah, a sieve. A sieve. Yeah. This is yeah. what it is. Um, so we were waiting for the vineyards to arrive to that uh, level of... Uh, of uh, How old are they now? Four. Uh, three and a half. Okay. Uh, it will yield now. Not that Certica, though. That was from July. Yeah. What? Certica is not there yet. That, that was in be, July. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Kesemia, young wine, but we, again, the, young doesn't mean simple. Young can be complex. In it has of, to be accessible. None true. of these wines have been simple, and every one of them has been balanced. Yeah. So I have a te- technical ish question. Because he said that. You, he said that like he thinks in Judea and I know you're, you're part of the Appalachian right yeah. right so in the Appalachian they have the two sub-Appalachians of the hills and the, and the foothills mm-hmm. now you well I'm not surprising that this is why we're here something like this but like you're saying the third level in terms of the Appalachian how would you like, next step yeah is this, say, is, this, is, this is going to be the next step probably to be a sub you know, a sub or you think you'll just have to put it in I, I don't know I will fight for it though I, I think we're, I mean, it can take 50 years, but... I mean, the Appalachian itself took forever to get... So you get, uh, <laughs> yeah. you get Bourgogne, and then you get uh, Côte, uh, Côte d'Or and Côte, Côte de Nuit, Nuit, and then you get the village. We'll be there so, at some point in time. We'll be there. I'm sure um, that Kivatishaya will, will, will be a different... We're in a much premature question. Okay. We're dealing. I'm like, sure that it will be as well, because so many people are counting on that, those vineyards. Yep. And so That's true. Uh, we're still um, dealing with the question of whether we should produce uh, a Judean foothills blend and a Judean hills blend or use the advantage of both. And I guess this also will be solved in time, with, with time, I mean. This is what year? This is Layam 22, also bottled a couple of months ago. Before the... This is before the harvest. harvest yeah. So it's... So Layam was here before us again. It was back then, 50-50, Siram Oved. And I took the blend, mixed it all up. <laughs> I also love on the bottle, it so, just says, all the other ones, you write the varietals. Here it just says yeah. Siram blend. It was too long. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> too long. <laughs> too long. Uh, only in the States we write down, you know, the percentages and varietals. Um, in Hebrew, we just write Siram-based blend. <laughs> blend means Siram. Uh, 14 months of uh, barrel uh, aging. Old, old, yeah, mainly, mostly old barrels. Um, talking about maybe 4% of new oak, that's it. Mainly uh, Syrah. Mainly Syrah, when I'm saying, well, Syrah, when I say mainly Syrah, it's 60%, 55%, yeah, but um, it's a, eight varieties blends. Uh, you can look at that like as as um, uh, as Chat- like as the wines that you can they, they do in Chateauneuf or in, in in Portugal. But the idea is to to have a red wine that is uh, complex, deep, but um, light. So it's not like the Kesem. The the Kesem is juicy and and um, and fresh and light. 
and fruit, fruity, etc. And this one is something more deep, more elegant, more serious wine. You're looking at this to age, to age over time. Huh? Yeah, well, we because it's frankly it's, it's kind of a new blend for us, so we don't we don't know yet. But uh, yeah, it's going to be lovely. After five or six or seven years. Even. I think I think we should. Okay, so we had a worker here on Friday, uh, the, like the shift manager on the visitor center, and he asked, uh, what is the uh, aging ability of Layam? So we said, uh, frankly, we don't, like the new Layam, we don't know, but let's open a 2010 Layam of Shuki's. And it's gorgeous. It's not the same wine. It's a different uh, approach or style, but... It can age for sure. The, these vineyards can age, um, and I think uh, I think we should open a bottle. I'm not I'm being. Um, I know I'm not being fair to ask. The reason I'm asking is because this, all the wines that we've had so far, have been not only approachable, but I think exceptional. This is the only one that I kind of feel like. Needs some time. It's it needs time. It needs time. It needs time. And okay. um and that's okay. <laughs> this yep. is supposed to be the one that does that. <laughs> yep. So I mean I'm not that's why I'm asking you what the expectation is for it. So example. if we look in like, in like from point of like from mathematical point of view, yeah. you imagine you the, the graph you know, yes. uh, I see that I, I see that is going to uh, evolve uh in the next uh, three years. But still remains his fruity uh, uh, characteristics and notes. And then, after five, six, seven years, you would start to see the tertiary aromas that coming mainly from the uh, the the Rhone varieties here, which uh, we didn't say. But um, it's a Syrah, Grenache, Mourvèd, uh, Carignan, Petit Syrah, a little bit of Cabernet Sauvignon, Grenache Tintorera, and Marcelan. So this is a this is the blend. Now, uh, when it's when it will, it will age eventually after seven years, I I, I guess I think uh, in maybe even uh, less, you will start to have the the tertiary aromas for the own varieties, as I know, Grenache and Mouvet especially. That start to be something that is more spicy and a little bit of tobacco and um, um, so something more earthy. Some leather, maybe. Uh, leather, yeah, yeah, uh, and that's that's and and it's not go, it's not in the bad way. It's going to yeah. be a very uh, balanced because you will still have some fruit notes, especially from Petit Syrah. When it aged, it still remains its own, uh, like it's the berries, uh, blackberries, uh, fruits, and the Syrah as well. So it will be a, a, um, a nice combination between those two. Um, and then, you know, after 10 years or even more, uh, you will, when you open, we're going to open now that, um, I don't know, we'll just find some. one of the aged, uh, you'll see that when it's old, it's very, very, it's silky, especially in the mouthfeel, and it has this leathery, earthy, uh, uh, kind of aromas. I have another idea, actually, but you choose. So uh, we're now selling 2021 in the States and I, w I just came back from New York and Baltimore. Mm -hmm. um, 
And uh, for me, it was a nice surprise to taste again the 21 because we, we forgot about it a year ago, more or less. Uh, so we can taste that or something from the old period of Agul. Um, I'd love to taste the 21. Okay. 21? Yeah. She's bringing it. Just the question is, maybe we'll move on to a special, to Shmira Miuchedet, and then... Okay. What? We'll have this special. <clears throat> I just want to point out real quick that I love the name of this. Because in English, it's special reserve, which is a standard. But in Hebrew, Shmira Miuchedet, which means it's more of it's like special protection. Because this is like, I feel like a wine that, like, put it in a special place, put it away, yeah. take care of it properly, and then you'll be, you'll be rewarded. Special because, care. Yeah, special care. It's a special there care. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of funny when you say uh, to native uh, Hebrew speakers, Shmiram Yuchedet, they're confused. <laughs> what do you mean? But sometimes, uh, because you, you lose the, the literal meaning of stuff, you know, that you... You say special reserve. I'm sure that English native speakers don't really, you know, um, you can think about it. Yeah, they don't stop to think of it. It's what does special a, reserve mean? What, it, what yeah. does it mean? So when you say Shmira Miuchedet, say what do you mean? So, so you're in Hebrew speaker. Shmira Miuchedet, Shomer al Zebim Yuchad. We keep it. We, we give it special care. Um, and so, and then they say, Ah, now I understand. It's no. something that you take special care of. Just, you know, see the. The label. Yes. And this is our view. The place, the sense of place is very important in our uh, experience. This is before wine, huh? because the wine can change. Eyal's change has been changed, changing the blend each year now, like in evolution, small steps, but the place stays the same. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so this is. So this is Shmira Miuchet, a special reserve 21 uh, vintage. It's the first vintage that we did as, a, um, uh, as the, new, the new group, the new the team. team. I, I still worked in, in Seals Winery, but, um, but I did like as a remote winemaker, you can say, like something like that. I, I worked there and then after I finished the day, I went here to taste the wines and to give them some, you know. That was like Batman, was <laughs> appearing only on, on night. Yeah. It was a very, yeah, it was a, it was difficult, but it was, uh, it was exciting because it's the first, first, our, our first vintage. It's coming mainly from uh, Matav village, from the seven, from the, the high altitude um, plot that we have. Uh, so 21 is mainly Bordeaux varieties. I add a little bit of uh, Petit Syrah and Syrah. Um, it's about almost two years in bears. Uh, 20, 25% new, new oak. And it's... Um, 21 was a, quite a balanced, hot but balanced vintage. So it's um, you have we have full full of body, um, deep, good tannin structure, good acidity. That's why I said it because it's a hot but balanced here. And this is this is very important, especially for the Bordeaux varieties. It's coming from Mata, the high altitude really um, help to keep this acidity. Uh, you, can, you can feel it. Um, 
it's more cab more cabernet than merlot this vintage and I, I think it's it's just now it start to open up now uh, just open the barrel but it's it's what I love in the in the Judean hills uh, region with the Bordeaux varieties you have something that is it's is fresh you have the fruits but you have this um it's not green notes that like the pyrazine, like the pepper notes. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's like mint, uh, mint and eucalyptus. Sage, thyme, all the local herbs. All the local thyme, herbs, thyme, exactly. Yeah. So it's 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 a very unique and classic characteristics of Judean hills, which I really love. Combine that with a with a good oak. The best bears come for this one. You have. You have a complete picture, in my opinion. And it's 21, it's so young. I know. I want to point out the, the quote you put on this one. A line from Yudah Michai, where it says, Which loosely translates to, There are loves that you can't move to anywhere else. So that's all saying, we spoke earlier, I was like, technically a Bordeaux blend, but it's, it's a Judean Hills blend. It's, it's a Judean Hills blend. That's what I said. It. When we've uh, partnered up, we asked each partner to write down um, how he sees this partnership because, you know, we're different people, different ages, different state in life, and we, were, we all failed uh, to write down. <laughs> <laughs> so Shuki brought up a picture, um, and I brought this uh, poem, which I really like, and uh, we, we all agreed that it's a good description of our... Uh, thoughts and emotions, and it, it actually speaks about how, about a valley, we, we live in a valley, and how uh, this valley is a chance to, to restart without dying, okay, not in a more Vedic way, but really restarting without uh, burying the past, I think, that's the, that's the most important um, phrase, and then the second important phrase is what we wrote on the bottle, which is a distillation of what winemaking is making love in a sp very specific place that you can move only when it's bottled. You can't, you know, you can't make this wine anywhere else. You can make great, excellent wines in the Golan or I don't know, wh wherever in France, but this love is very specific to a place. Um, I love your honesty. <laughs> I love your honesty. It's important. It's not, um, you try to express things. You can't always express them the way you want to express them. But it's, it's, um, it's amazing because you've got a person who created the winery to begin with, who is a winemaker who put his love and his uh, efforts into it. And it's difficult to move on. It's especially difficult to take the next step. Um, and a lot of wineries say, oh, yes, we've got our children and what have you. But it's not it's not the same thing at all. Um, it depends how passionate you are about it. So you guys seem to be exceedingly passionate <laughs> about what you're doing. Oh, yeah. And, um, and it's great that you're honoring... Uh, Shuki's contribution 
in the beginning. And it's also really special that he's, uh, he's honoring your um, coming in and uh, making changes and doing stuff that you want. You want. I'll be honest with you. There are very few older people, and I, and I rank myself as one of them, um, there are very few older people who can do that. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. exceptional. Can open their heads enough to be able to experience new things without saying, I did that. Uh, no, you don't want to do that. <laughs> um, it's a really exceptional quality. So, um, you, you picked the, you picked a good partner. Yeah. You picked a good partner. Yeah. So. So someone, like I said, I read it, literally every article written about you. Um, I thought it was interesting when you started the partnership, how it was covered. And someone asked Shuki, how does it feel that you're giving up control a little bit? And he said, I'm translating loosely from Hebrew. Yeah. But he said, I'm not giving up anything. I'm getting so much. Yeah. And when I read that, I was like, that's... I didn't, I didn't, like he's like Simon saying, like mm. it's... Um, I mean, you already answered this, so I didn't have to ask this. But one of my questions I wanted to ask you when Simon asked me if this could happen was I was curious to see what you had to say in terms of like what Shuki's approach was versus what your approach is. But you've already answered I feel like, I guess, loosely you're doing similar things just in different time periods. Like he already had... He did one sort of, or revolution is the right word, but he was ahead of his time in a way. And you're ahead of your time in a, in a different way. So that you've already answered, I'm not going to ask that. But I, I was very mo- moved when I, I mean, I, I met the two of you. I'm not going to pretend to say that I'm like, we're like best friends or anything. It would be nice if you were not. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, I just thought he put it so beautifully where he was just like, like almost like it was, like it was a stupid question. Like yeah. that he's giving up almost control. Like, no, and then he also wrote, said in that same interview, and he said, and when I die, they'll have the winery. Like, it's very cool to me that, like, you're, um, like, A, continuing it. I also thought I was really cool when I read about how, like, yeah, you, like, started here in a way, your your, your, your journey. So I, I, re- I read that you say you call him, like, your second fa- father or, like, yeah. I wish anything like that. Mm. No pressure. I'm not, that's just what I said in the heart. <laughs> I'm not trying to put you on the spot. No. But I... I think it's very cool that it's like, so like I was saying, so earlier I said, I think part of why I like your winery so much is because it's, it has the, very much of the Israeli chutzpah. So you talked, again, the first, not the first one I had of yours, but like the first shirky one I had was the Oseleta. The The Kalka. So I was like, no one else is, I know you, you guys didn't actually plant those. I know you bought it from someone else and then he yeah. tore them up because they don't have so it anymore. Up. Yeah, so Tzolab planted them, but he didn't want to use them. So Shuki made three vintages of it. So I was in the same chutzpah that he had to do that. You got. It's so clear to me how much you guys are a continuation of what he, what like his style, I guess, in a way. Even if it's your own style, obviously, but it's a continuation. Yeah, I think uh, it's a continuation for yeah. him, and um, and we were uh, hugging it, you know, the opportunity, uh, and seeing and seeing what we can do within. No. Hmm. Okay. Um, I just want to say something about the cheese that you yep. just uh, tasted. Mm-hmm. So it was made by our friend Dro O from Kibbutz Beiri. He's still wow. kidnapped. 
Wow. Yeah. So Kibbutz Beri, their dairies, we've, I've been working with them since ever, I'm at least 10 years from Castel days uh, to Agur. And also we have a small family winery in the Arova of my wife's family, Moa. So we all work with Beri. And uh, Dror uh, was the head uh, cheesemaker with Dagan, his partner. And just two weeks before the 7th of October, he came to take some wine leaves because he's, be, he's been producing wine, uh, cheese with our wines. Leaves. Yep. With, yeah, with, the leaves. with the leaves. With the leaves. Yes, cool. the Carignan leaves. Yeah, using it for the, what you call it, for the... For the, for the they, they color yeah. it and also they put like layers inside of the cheese. He was kidnapped on the 7th with two of his children. They were released and he's still there. And then, the, you know, in the first days, um, when I was still serving, November or, some, or end of October, I actually went into Beiri to take some cheese and brought it into the winery. And the feeling was like, it's, this is how we felt, like the last cheese that we will ever taste from Beiri. Uh, happily, uh, Dagan, the other partner, was partner up with a, actually a young winemaker from Berry that studied in, P- in I think in Piemont or uh, Milano. In, in Piemont, but in, in yeah. So, and now he's, uh, he started producing again cheese. So, um, but we're still waiting for the oil. Anyway. I think, I think we should uh, definitely, I mean, in, with, within time, we're, we're 26, but we're three years old. Okay, so in, uh, and Eyal has how many vintages behind you? From 2005, uh, well, like 17? Like so cool. Something like that. I have 17. 13, so we're a young winery with old history and some experience. And um, part of it is yes, and understanding that uh, maybe Layam should be released a bit later on. <coughs> um, because the aging period within the winery for us is. I think it's, it's good. It's we good, don't yeah. want to... It's the right... No, it changes crazy from so 21 to 22. Yes. Like... Yeah. yeah. Vintage uh, variation. But Obviously. But, but, like, yes. no, but also, yeah, you Much can... Much more... From um, and Luscious. Like, it's open. It's open to... It's It's a word in <laughs> English. <laughs> it's uh, enjoyable, maybe, in, in a very in general, sensual, uh, taste-wise way. It's really delicious. I mean, I think it's more integrated for sure. I will say in general for Hebrew, this isn't a problem, Simon, for your listeners. The Hebrew vocabulary of wine is not, I feel like it's not fully developed yet. As rich as in yeah. English? Even if you just go like in terms of sweetness and dryness. So in sweetness and dryness in English, you got off-dry, semi-dry, semi-sweet, off-right. And in Hebrew, you just have matok, sweet, yavesh, dry, and chasiyavesh, which is the whole... The whole uh, middle category. I have to defend the Hebrew now because uh, we're, uh, no, we're big Hebrew lovers. <laughs> Obviously, vine growing, I can wine tell making. That. I can yeah. tell that. Vine growing, wine making wise, Hebrew is much richer than English. Yeah, you know why? Because we're, we only missed like the consumers part. Uh, <laughs> 2000 years ago, you had a lot of vine growers here and they, they called each part of the vine in a different name according to the season. Okay. So a shoot. Uh, changes his name in Hebrew according to the oh, seasons. Yeah. Okay, we say Shiel? no. Oh, shoot is like the sarig when it's green, okay. and then it becomes a zmora when it gets brown in the winter. Because so you, you prune you the prune zmora, it. not the sarig. I didn't know that. And yeah. You you uh, dilute. How do you say delel? 
דילוט זה it's דילול סריגים, when it's green, but you prune the זמורה, you prune the shoot, when it becomes brown, and so on. So yeah, we are lacking some terms in wine consumption, that's true. Yeah, like wine tourism maybe. Yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, exactly. Descriptions it's of new for us. We'll yeah. get there. So, um, this is what? We, this is a Syrah, 1% Syrah, from 2014. Wow. The so, plot that goes into Layam um, later on versions. But this is a wine especially produced for a German client, an Israeli loving German client uh, in, by Shuki, without the Mourved, only Syrah. So we've, we've tasted only blends so far, this yeah. is only the Syrah. Okay, I think it exemplifies the, the vineyard more. Um, although it's a quite, kind of a hotter version, but... Yeah, it's for... Yeah. This is, by the way, the old label of Layam. This is... A, This is the same label as Layam. Yeah. yeah. 13. Syrah. 100% Syrah. Yeah. The EOP. Uh, yeah. EOP is what? Let's talk about an idea, okay? So and then the one. EOP. EOP. Okay. So now you'll, now you'll um, discover that uh, the love of language is not just for Hebrew. Yes. Uh, yeah. And it's just, it's, it's, this is Shukia, yeah. okay? So EOP, one of the best quotes on the back. Um, is Greek. It's Greek. It's a metaphor. It's from Deliada. It's a... Uh, Homeros. Epi oinopa ponton. Oinopa. I always forget. Uh, Esi, as dark as wine. It's a Greek metaphor, mm-hmm. which Shuki really liked. Shuki had his education in Vienna. Okay, he lived abroad. Vienna, Mexico. And he had to uh, memorize the Iliada. Uh, when he was there, and uh, this is one of the opening episodes. So uh, he wanted to produce a wine which will be as dark as sea, or a, or a sea as dark as wine, whatever. Um, he made it out of uh, 100% Cabernet Sauvignon. And now we, uh, we haven't produced any EOPs since. But Eyal has, like, in his pocket... An idea. An idea. <coughs> yeah, so We, it doesn't have to be Cabernet Sauvignon. Yeah. It can it's be... It's not going to be. I think. Yeah. No, I just want to say that Shuki did it twice. Just twice. Two the times truck. at the EOP. Yep. The first vintage was 2006, and I really... I, I'm, I have in my memory the exact... Yeah, the exact taste of this barrel. Yeah, don't worry. Yes. It was one barrel of Merlot, 100% Merlot, 2006. Oh, really? Yeah. It was, and still remember it, one of the best wines I ever tasted in my life. Uh, obviously, it was almost two, 20 years ago, but um, he, he did it this, twice. He did it just because it was a really a unique Uh, a barrel. In this case, it was three bears, but a very unique um, material that he decided to put aside. Put aside. And um, wow. so I have an idea also. Obviously, I really wanted to do that for the 25th uh, anniversary. anniversary of our winery, but it It wasn't, it, it didn't justify it. Uh, 
but um, I guess that it's going to be uh, one in uh, the first vintage of the, our uh, vineyard. Our because I have something in mind, and, and for normally the first vintage of a, a young uh, vine is one of the best. Sure. Useful, like uh, vibrant. It's uh, there's something about the balance in, in inside the plant that in the in, in after the Ola and the first vintage is uh, the, uh. the last thing that we're going to taste. Yeah, it's actually uh, the Ola. Ela Eretz Israelit. Okay. And, and Elata Mastic, you see these fruits? Yes. Ela is always, it's, it's not planted, it, it always resides uh, near oaks. Alon and Ela yeah. usually live together, mm-hmm. some symbiotic, in the Mediterranean slopes. Um, so they're part of our Choresh, uh, like a forest. Yami, I don't know. Forest, forest yeah, but it's, uh, it's, like more a, forest. it's more than forest. Forest is a... Forest is, is like a, it's an it's indigenous... It's, it's an indigenous or local... Uh, it's not a high forest, it's a low forest. The Choresh. Mm-hmm. Choresh is a low forest. Yes. It's not a eucalyptus, you know, yeah. it's the trees that are like up to four meters, five meters. Yeah. Very Mediterranean forest. So it all, it's also started as part of our uh, um, counting the stocks, <laughs> yeah. when we came in, we found three barrels of rosé, Morvet, which Eyal, as a consultant to Shuki six years ago, told him, you know, it's okay, but it's not enough. It wasn't good enough to enter good enough the, build, to to the final blend. blend of the rosé. Let's keep it aside and we'll see what we'll do with it. Six years after, we come in as partners and we find yeah. these three, bar- three barrels. Polish. So we find these three barrels, and uh, or two barrels, and uh, I say to yeah, let's let's distill it like moonshine. We have we have a barrel here with some brandy, brandy that has been lying there for a couple of years, and uh, he says, no, I have an idea. So he goes out to forge on Tu Bishvat, and um, actually in, two, in Rosh Hashanah and Tu Bishvat, and so he comes both. back yeah. with this basket of all kinds of local herbs growing all around the Ela Valley, which is like two kilometers from here. He fortifies the wine with some alcohol. This is 15.5. It's still wine fortified much, and spiced. What was the fortified? The fortified you put in was how high? The, the percentage? Uh, um, it's, I had two tanks. Yeah. The one for the, um, the resins from the Ela tree, and the leaves are in seven, uh, under 70%. 70%. And the other tank for the flowers, especially for the shkediah, yeah. by the way, um, Bishpat, yeah. uh, it was uh, 25%. Wow. So lower. Because so it wasn't, it wasn't like you were fortifying it with like 95% alcohol or what have you. No, no, well, we use, we use, uh, we send our, um, um, it's not. It's like it's also the gefet, but also some uh, um, um, like uh, it's not leftovers, but like the mishkaim. Uh, how would you say like, sediments. Um, sediments. Like it's kind of like the sediments of the of the must. We send must. it for distill distillation in uh, Hollander distillery, if you know. They make the course. Okay. That's uh, the alcohol. He's, the he's, alcohol. He's asking about the percentage. Yeah, yeah. Of the origin the of the alcohol is not fortifying by adding alcohol straight but the alcohol fortif- the fortification actually the alcohol is being used to be to macerate 
the flowers and the plants. Very cool. It's a tool for extract. Cool. Yeah, Very for cool. macerating. And then he adds the, the, the macerations into the wine. Into the wine. You will see them. And he has all kinds of like the plastic barrels or other kind of barrels that every, every barrel has its own batch of flowers or herbs from flowers to orange peels. Everything is forged around here. And the cool thing about this is that we took, this is how it started. Now it's a different product. We took a rosé, which was nice, but not fresh enough. And Ayal actually expressed our region through a different product, which is not wine. It's more like a vermouth. Um, but you get the flowers and the herbs of the area in a specific season here. Yeah. So the idea for this, for the Ayala, for, for me, is to take the, um, the local picket um, local herbs, the local... It's, it's the smell and the taste of this place. The terroir. And to put it in, <laughs> yeah, and put it in a glass. Yeah. I get a comment from, from Americans sometimes, like throughout the years, which always hits me. And they say, whenever I get down on the plane or when I get here, you, you guys don't realize, but there's a different smell here. Uh, rather than back home, wherever yeah. they live in. Right? They come down and they say, the smell here, and it's the smell of the terroir. And I think this is the smell. This is Simon Jacob again, your host of today's episode of The Kosher Terroir. I have a personal request. No matter where you are or where you live, please take a moment to pray for our soldiers' safety and the safe and rapid return of our hostages. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Kosher Terroir. It was exciting and informative for me as well. Please subscribe via your podcast provider to be informed of our new episodes as they are released. If you're new to the Kosher Terroir, please check out our many past episodes. (laughs) 